this week on The Startup Life. I will find myself sometimes looking at certain zip codes um, and, and changing my marketing based on the zip code. What would I take to Oxford, Mississippi for a trunk show or a pop-up shop mm -hmm. or what I market down there may be totally different um, than what I might do at a pop-up shop here at Crosstown Concourse. All right, Startup Nation, so let's take flight with Cheryl Pesci, owner and designer of the Cheryl Pesci Lifestyle brand as we welcome her back for her third appearance on the show. The Startup Life begins now. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Hey, Startup Nation. Do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the label yourself, make your own look, and making money t-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. We're going to uh, switch our focus today. We're going to talk about marketing. So we got the marketing guru, Cheryl Pesci, here on the show today. How are you going, Ms. Pesci? I'm doing well. I don't know if I can live up to that uh, introduction, however, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll try. All right. And so, Ms. Pesci, you may not know this, but this is episode 60 of The Startup Life. Wow. Congratulations. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. And so we, we are honored that for to have you for episode 60. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I, feel like, I feel like it's only fitting. I think it's fitting for sure. <laughs> Well, let's get started. So let me ask you this. How important is it for not just creating content, but creating great content for marketing purposes? Yeah, you know, my mantra is always be marketing, always be closing, always mm -hmm. be marketing. Um, so any content, anything I create is I, I try to make it great. <laughs> any photo I take, anything I'm, I'm posting or advertising about, uh, I never just take a photo and, and post it. Uh, I always add filters and uh, titles and subtitles and the whole nine yards. So everything, every piece of content that I create, I create as if Kimball Musk with mm. Tesla Motors is going to see it. And he has seen it and he has oh, responded. Awesome. <laughs> so awesome. it does matter. To my Elon Musk's brother, mm. right? Okay. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so, and Startup Nation, we're actually in the Crosstown Concourse today. So if you hear a little noise in the background, that's what that is. But it does, I think, uh, add to the uh, ambiance of the episode. What should be considered when we creating like a photo or video content? Because I know when you see you on social media, like, you know, you're very meticulous about your content in that regard. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm always creating, uh, considering who might watch the content, who, to, to whom I'm, I'm marketing. I also like to show activity, mm. um, not just a still. If you ever try and take a, a photo of me, it's difficult because I'm always moving. I just keep changing positions <laughs> and moving his hips. I show the ring, I show the necklace, I show the earrings. Yeah, um, yeah and I'll end up with you know 30 pictures, and then I can then edit and go back and see which ones. Um, I want to use always moving always activity and as much real life mm. uh, event something going on where we wear and where we're going uh, what's happening in the store type absolutely. content absolutely okay yeah. now I, I know you say you take about you know 
25, 30 pictures in their regard. <laughs> now, I, I noticed that some people will like take a lot of pictures and they won't use them all at the same time. Maybe they'll use some later on. Do you, is that something that you do or? Sometimes, but you okay. know, I, I, I take so many photos and I create so many products. I'm always adding products to the brand. Mm -hmm. I find that I have more pictures and con more content <laughs> in one day than I can post. So the next day I've got something totally new to post. So gotcha. I don't have to save anything. Absolutely. Yeah. We all know social media is a large part of marketing efforts in this digital age right yeah. but I think that you know maybe there's some old-school measures that still work just as great what do you think about that oh absolutely there are three things I learned back when I was in uh, sales and marketing mm -hmm. uh, with some major companies and, and I use those things uh, those points every day need identify trial close identify your customer right so once I identify my customer you know I qualify that customer that's just good old-school marketing absolutely you know who is this customer what will they be looking for look how they're dressed look how they walk into the store <laughs> uh, that kind of thing and once I have identified their need their thing that they would want I show it to them and then I try and uh, trial clothes along the way do, you, do you, you like gold earrings here are three pairs of gold earrings which ones do you think would be best for you Understood. Uh, so I limit their choices um, but you know go ahead and show them that I can feel their need and then I asked them if they would be paying with uh, cash or credit card. <laughs> so good old-fashioned, uh, you know, just sales, marketing. All the glitzy, glossy is what gets them in the store with the marketing. But uh, it's nothing like just old-school trial closing, need identifying, asking for the business. I hear that. So, you know, I know you like to do pop-up shops from time to time. I do. I do. Okay. So from pop-up shops to grand open events, what impact have you seen from event marketing? Oh wow, very interesting. So my pop-up shops, um, I like to do a pop-up shop to, to kind of um, vet the, the market, to see if it's a demographic, a market, see what the traffic is. Is this some place that um, I would like to have my second store? Or is this a customer base that I'm missing? Should I be marketing to this, this customer base in this particular zip code, for example? Absolutely. Uh, my next move will be going east. I've discerned that there are more, a few more discretionary dollars okay. uh, available um, the further east we go in Shelby County. Okay. I learned that at a pop-up shop. Gotcha. Not that I didn't have a sense of that already, but gotcha. it definitely was proved at a pop-up shop. So yeah, I mean, I, I just think events are great. I like to have events around holidays, around uh, like a Valentine's Day themed mm -hmm. event uh, just uh, recently I hosted the Grizzlies Wives oh, in nice, the store nice. <laughs> for lunch so uh, that was just kind of a lunch and learn event that I had gotcha. and uh, things like that and people like to come and just sit and talk and chat and then consequently um, you know people buy from people they know you build that rapport and you get sales Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. And, and so it sounds like when you did uh, a pop-up shop, you're actually uh, not only to, you know, do great marketing, but also get data as oh, absolutely. well. absolutely. Oh, well, absolutely. I think that's, that's really important. I always say to people, you know, sometimes I'll do a trunk show or a pop-up shop and, and, you know, someone will say, well, how did you do? I always say I did great because I remind them that my purpose is to always leave the house, always show up, gotcha. uh, always be on the scene. Um, so whether I actually make a lot of money at that particular event, 
um, that's true marketing because now they can put a face to the brand. Absolutely. We all know that marketing trends change over time and that the entrepreneur should always be aware of them. Far too often, many adopt every new trend for fear of not of, of missing out. <laughs> right, right, right. And so how important is it to remain faithful to your brand and not to appear like a copycat or like anybody else? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to copy, copy what works. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, I, I, won't, I won't say don't copy, but, you know, copy what, what has worked for others. Don't. Don't fall for every glitzy uh, marketing trend idea mm-hmm. uh, that, that comes along. Uh, it's okay to write down all those ideas and then kind of go back, take another look at them, see what others have done, what has worked for them. And ultimately, what you want to do is what fits your brand. Absolutely. Always stay consistent uh, and true to your brand. Th- that's a very important piece right there. How important is consistency with oh, the yeah. brand? Because we see people who have like, you know, they're this on that social media platform, there's something on another social media platform, or uh, if they are using the same social media platform, they're like doing this particular type of business or they're doing that type, you know, <laughs> it's just like they're kind of all over the place. So right. speak to consistency a little right, bit if you right. Tamp it down. I mean, <laughs> just, just tamp it down. You, you, um, you know, find two things that you're passionate that. about, that you that. do well. Uh, I love jewelry, I love home goods, uh, and I'm kind of circling around those two things. Mm-hmm. I'm approached all the time about uh, doing food items or uh, other types of, of branding and, and private labeling. That's not where my passion is, right. uh, and I don't know that much about it. So I, I like to, as they say, stay in my lane um, <laughs> with some of that. And then, you know, I think the authenticity of my brand comes through because it really is what I'm eating and living and, and, and doing. So, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I just try and, and, and stay as, as compact I hear that. Uh, as I hear possible. That. It's okay to try new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you, you don't have to post everything you try. Understood. Uh, Understood. So you don't have to go to social media with everything you try or attempt. Only go with the things that you really think will last. I hear that. How can awards or certifications be leveraged as a marketing tool? Like if you want a grant somewhere or you want like a competition, how can you leverage that as a marketing tool? Yeah, I mean, I, I always include them in my bios, any awards I've received, I always, uh, any honors, I always include that in my bio. I was a finalist for the FedEx Small, mm-hmm. Small Business right, Award, right. and I'll include that um, on, on my literature, on my printed literature. Some companies like FedEx, you can't copy their logo, it just, they, 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 you can't do it. Right. It, won't, it will copy halfway, <laughs> so there are barriers to that, right. uh, but you can always say um, what you've done and what the awards have been. You, you never know who's sitting in the doctor's office reading that article Understood. Uh, who, who may be part of that organization or who, mm. who may come and visit your store, may buy your product simply because uh, you've been philanthropic um, mm. to their organization. So don't be shy. Always include it. Always go for the awards. Right. Always let them know. Let the attorneys, sororities, uh, philanthropic agencies know that you're interested in what they're doing. I hear that. Give to it, give to your time, give your time to it, mm-hmm. and they'll notice that. Awesome. Now, I know since we last talked, you've uh, actually moved into a retail space. Yeah, I love it. Right? <laughs> I and love so it. With this, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. Okay. But uh, with that being said, is there a way to infuse marketing 
into your customer service. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I don't see that they're separate. You know, mm -hmm. for me, they're um, they're one and the same. They're one and the same. Gotcha. Understood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Understood. Okay. I'm I'm I market what I do. It's, absolutely. It's a lifestyle. Absolutely. I live it. I market it. That's just specific to, to my brand, I know, but I think mm -hmm. others could benefit from that as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we always, you know, we see the shark tanks and, and shows like that, and we always hear the elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. uh, how important is the elevator pitch to the small business owner? Yeah, I, I have an elevator pitch, but I always, I, I'll preface sometimes and say to the person, Here's, here comes my elevator speech. I literally say that, okay. <laughs> tell them that I'm about to... <laughs> Give them my elevator speech. You're announcing it. Huh? Uh, yeah, and then oftentimes I will say to them, you know, we're going up to the the top of the Empire State Building, so gotcha. my my elevator speech may be a little longer than a three story ride up the elevator. Gotcha. Uh, but I try and just kind of say to the person, you know, I'm about to tell you about my brand. It is this. It is this. Is you know, it's this. Right. So that they're not looking for a short ride on the elevator. Understood. Uh, you know, I, I feel that if I capture them. Once we get on the elevator, close the door on the first floor, that, that they're going to stay on for the full ride. I hear that. And last question before we go to break. Have you ever collaborated with someone in an effort to cross-promote? If so, how did you find the right partner and, and how did that work out? Yeah, I like to, I like to do that sometimes with mm -hmm. products that complement each other or one another. Of course, I would never, um, you know, want... I, I would never collaborate with another uh, jewelry designer. Understood. Understood. Um, even though there's no duplication necessarily there, it's just uh, I would rather do something that is totally uh, parenthetical to what I'm doing. Gotcha. It's the total opposite. I do find that in, in doing that and pairing with another opposite of my brand, I reach a different customer base. Um, someone who may have been on my hit list, if you will, right. but that I hadn't been able to reach. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're sitting here at the concourse right now in Farmburger. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll do, I'll do an event and have Farmburger maybe cater it. Understood. Or Understood. do a pop-up shop in Farmburger. Gotcha. Right. Uh, so that there's a collaboration. <laughs> I'm bringing my customers to them and vice versa. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. How do you like being back for your third appearance on the Style Oh, of I love it. Special? You know, I love this. <laughs> I actually love that. I, I love this. I don't have to worry about my makeup and what I'm wearing. Um, uh, and well, I you can know, know, you always know you look fabulous. Oh, family, so. you, you, you're kind. <laughs> I appreciate it. But yeah, I, I enjoy it every time. You make it easy. Thank you so much. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're getting great value from today's content, but we got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. a teacher looking for great resources look no further than our teaching with owls section of our website enjoy great lessons such as our mini lesson for the story of an hour or dive into the nixon presidency as part of our legacy series enjoy great peace of mind from our units as they are common core line 
Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So, Miss Pesci, last time we talked to you, you were in another space, right? But now you're in a retail space in the wonderful Crosstown here in Memphis. Yeah. Tell us how that move's been and what's the experience been like so far? <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, I, I spent most of my life being tethered to something, tethered to my parents, tethered to my education, my, mm-hmm. my husband, my daughter. And for the first time in all those years of my whole life, I, I found myself untethered. And, and, and I kept saying to people, you know, I'll never have a store. I don't, I don't want a brick and mortar. It's funny want- <laughs> you mentioned that because in the last episode, we talked about that a know, little bit, right? right? And so I was curious how that experience was. Yeah, you know, careful <laughs> what you say because, you know, it, it may change. Gotcha. Um, and that's what happened to me. I was, I was very happy to be in, you know, my studio space. Mm-hmm. I didn't want a place where I had to set hours and times and be there at a specific time all Understood. day and be, be be chained tethered to that place but uh gosh about six months ago i came on a tour of crosstown concourse um and i absolutely fell in love with it Mm. everything about it the the mid-century modern the contemporary the the cleanness the industrial look of it uh just just spoke to me absolutely and i was with my daughter on that tour and we both looked at each other and said we we gotta we've got to put a store in here or live in here or something (laughs) we got to be part of this and interestingly enough uh the crosstown concourse um developers had contacted me two years ago oh wow okay. um, yeah about about putting a jewelry store in the concourse um you know just lending my my diversity as a woman and a black-owned business absolutely to the concourse mm-hmm. and of course i said no because i didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> right. I didn't want to be tethered um but yeah i signed the lease in august and mm-hmm. went to work uh designing my store the cheryl pesci lifestyle store mm-hmm. uh and i've never looked back Absolutely. Every every day has exceeded my expectation. I hear that. It's crazy. I, that. I opened the week before Thanksgiving. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All, all intentional. Right. All, all intentional. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the, the numbers are a little skewed by the Christmas shopping. Gotcha. But I really, I really feel hopeful for um, that spring and summer and the next five years are going to be great great mm-hmm. here it's one of the best moves I, I could ever have made that's awesome awesome so yeah. startup nation what i hear in that response is that sometimes things change sometimes we have a plan in place and sometimes the opportunity just presents itself and mm-hmm. you kind of have to jump on is that fair to say Mr. that's fair to say you know <laughs> i was i was talking to uh, mary conley and mm-hmm. i was uh, kimberly um perry uh, at, at the luncheon that i hosted recently and their husbands are both point guards. Okay. Um, you know, Mike is a presently a point guard and right. point guard, and Elliot. Everyone knows Elliot Perry, the great Elliot Perry point Absolutely. guard. And so Mary asked me the same question about about changing and, and how you know I made that change and the, the flexibility. And what I said to her I said, well, I said you guys live with a point guard. You, your husband's a point guard. Mm-hmm. Ask Mike what's the technique that he learned and and will always keep on the floor. And I said, and by I bet, Mike you mean Mike Conley of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, right? of okay. the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I said I bet he will tell you that he that he stays low mm. and centered. Absolutely. That he keeps his body weight centered over his feet and he stays low because that way he can move left, right, front, back, and he's not easily tilted over. Absolutely. He keeps that balance low and tight and square. Right. And I like to do that as well. Right. I was a point guard way Absolutely. back in high school. I was going to mention that. <laughs> but yeah. I was going to mention that. Yeah. And, and yeah, so that's, that's how I move and adjust. Um, with change so quickly. I, I hear think. that. So let me ask you this. What's the difference between marketing and branding? Or mm. is there a difference? 
create a brand, then market it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. To me, that that is the difference. Um, you know, figure out what that that brand is, the thing that you're doing, um, and then then market it. Uh, mm-hmm. They're different, but they, they need to be uh, parallel. They need to um, you know run that same track. Gotcha. Create a brand, market that brand. Gotcha. You know, when I hear the, the Cheryl Pesci lifestyle brand, for some reason in my head, I hear like, Cheryl Pesci. It's like it's like one of those like artistic type, you know, like creating the well. It, it leads to the next question about creating the buzz, right? So, uh, what's the secret to creating the buzz for the, the Cheryl Pesci lifestyle brand? Wow. Well, you know, it it it, it, it an overused term, organic. It happened organically. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a jewelry driven business. That is mm-hmm. what I do. That right. is what I love creating, um, and. It's, Sometimes I would take, this was a couple years ago, mm-hmm. I would take a picture standing in my home of an earring and I'd say, oh, look at the earring I just created. And people would say, my customers, my followers would say, oh, I love that earring. And what is that lamp in the back? That's a good, that's a really mm. cool looking lamp. So I would go on to tell them about the lamp. And then someone else would say, is that a Diane von Furstenberg dress? You, What is <laughs> gotcha. the dress? I'm like, guys, I'm trying to show you the earring. <laughs> Uh, but what I found was that people weren't just interested in the jewelry. They were interested in the whole lifestyle. Right, Where are you right. going? What are you doing? What is this furniture? What is this this thing you, you, you're doing here? Mm-hmm. And uh, so out comes Cheryl Pesci, the lifestyle. Right. So when I decided to do the store, um, I, I just wanted to mimic my home. Um, the, the lamp, the sofa, everything you see in the store Absolutely. is kind of a microcosm of my home. Absolutely. Uh, so it's the Cheryl Pesci lifestyle store. Gotcha. All right. Awesome <laughs> stuff. Awesome stuff. So do you ever do like giveaways or competitions to kind of promote the brand? What are some of the kind of cool, unique ways you do to kind of promote the brand? Yeah, I do this thing sometimes on Instagram. I think it's fun. Uh, I was just listening to a, a documentary about uh, how people are using robots, that they're not real followers. Mm. You can you can pay like $5. Oh. Yeah. and get a thousand followers right. or whatever because I, I presently have just over 1,300 followers and now look at somebody and they've got like 5,000 followers like what's going on here um, but my followers are real individuals they're real people understood uh, so when I'm reaching when I'm I'm reaching some um, platform that I've set for myself like if I'm if I'm reaching 1,300 uh, if I'm at 12 you know 1297 followers right. then I'll do a giveaway you know that the 1300 follower please follow me on Instagram the 1300 follower will get an amazing piece of jewelry mm, and people okay. it will drive people to go ahead and follow me where they they just hadn't clicked on the follow button right. you know they've seen my content but they've just never clicked on the button understood and uh, yeah that has worked for me many times and I'll just I'll just pick a random number okay the 1320 1320 followers get <laughs> pair of earrings and I'll see people go oh I gotta follow Cheryl <laughs> gotcha oh. and it, it totally works awesome awesome yeah uh, shift our focus just a little bit how has uh, building relationships and leveraging a network provided you opportunities oh man that's everything mm-hmm. yeah it's absolutely everything and I'm, I'm fresh off of this whole you know hosting uh, the, the Memphis Grizzlies spouses wives and significant others mm-hmm. and you know it, it's a great example of leveraging and building um, the way I did that was that someone with the organization 
was married to someone who used to be my real estate agent. Mm, okay. She saw a piece of jewelry that Natasha Fisdale was wearing. Okay. And, and she knows Angie Hollins, who's a friend and a customer. Right. And they approached me about meeting the new crop of grizzlies. Gotcha. <laughs> so that, all of those relationships, you know, the, 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 the vetting process, if you will, of me mm. and my brand, that whole process was, was shortened drastically because of all these relationships I had built along the way Um, so you you have to always know that and it's always good to just kind of sit down and go well who do I know at you know who do I know with in banking Absolutely. Uh, who do I know with the Grizzlies who do I know whatever you're trying to reach make a list Mm -hmm. leverage those relationships do I attend church with someone who can make an introduction Uh, am I in a networking group with someone who can make an introduction And, and ask them Nine times out of ten, they will, if you have a good brand and you've done a good job representing yourself. Absolutely. Quick follow-up question. Have you ever established a relationship and you had all the best intentions in the world, maybe they had the best intentions, and for some reason it just fell through? Oh, many times. <laughs> many, many, you know, no, I shouldn't say many, but there there have been a few. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm positive Pollyanna. Gotcha. So when, right. whenever something <laughs> falls through, air quotes, um, I look at that as, you know, kismet. That's just the way it should have been. It wasn't the Understood. thing. It wasn't meant for me. It wasn't meant for them. Um, you know, what can I gain from the, what positives and can I gain from that interaction? Mm-hmm. Um, what negatives can I not repeat the next time? Okay. Um, which I also think is a very good reason. I want to add this to always have sure. a contract. Okay. Um, always have a contract. Understood. Um, Understood. Because if a relationship falls apart or you know things just don't pan out, uh, make sure that, that there's a contract. You've been paid. Expectations have been set. Um, and you know, there's no misunderstanding where, where that is because they, they they will fall apart from time to time. But I always get paid. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Put it on black and white, startup nation. Put it on black and white. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this, because we know we see marketing campaigns where sometimes uh, a company or firm or whoever attacks the competition. Mm. You know, where you got like McDonald's going after Burger King or vice versa. So how do you handle or address competition in a marketing campaign? Yeah, uh, this is another old school thing that I learned um, Mm -hmm. back in my marketing and and branding days in corporate America. It was a concept we call value added. Okay. Uh, So, for example, I work for the largest medical equipment company in the world, Baxter Pharmaceuticals and Medical Equipment. Mm -hmm. And um, I would bid for, you know, um, IVAC or different types of medical equipment in hospitals. And they would ask several companies to bid for that business mm-hmm. um, and I would always add something value added I would bid for the product they wanted to buy but I would also add that I would come in um, three times a year and do in service uh, mm-hmm. I would also add that they would get um, you know some some add-on product that they needed okay. there was also there was also the, the fact that um, they would they would get me 24 7 uh, so it was. I would. It's called specking the bid, value okay. added. Okay. Um, look at me rise up. I love talking about this. I love <laughs> no talking worries. about this stuff no on the worries. edge of my seat over no here. No worries. I think because, I think um, you're adding up some extra value for Startup Nation. We'll actually probably put some of that in the show notes. The kind yeah. of like vocabulary terms to kind of put that in there. But go ahead. Exactly. I but no, no. That's 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 how I handle you know competition, mm-hmm. if you will. 
uh, is, is just to add something to it, add the unexpected. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they don't really see it coming because it's not in the bid. Gotcha. <laughs> it's, gotcha. not, it's not what everyone else is doing. Sure. Uh, one of the other things I do is um, if you order something on my website, uh, I guarantee for, for $10, no matter how large, no matter how small, what you order, if you're in the city, you get that in one day. You get it next day oh, delivery. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And if you're outside of the city, you get the second day delivery. Okay. So, uh, you know, once I've made it, of mm -hmm. course, when I, once I've made it and shipped it, it's a one day or two day delivery. I hear that. That just comes standard with mm. the Show Pesci brand. Awesome. Do you ask for referrals and do they help? Uh, sure. Um... I guess my asking is more of is more of an open-ended question. You really okay. like that necklace, don't you? I see that you wear it all the time. <laughs> gotcha. You know, I've seen you in that necklace a couple of times. You know, mm -hmm. make sure you tell your friends about it. Right. Uh, I, I saw you in a picture the other day. You were wearing that really cool pair of earrings that you got. You know, make sure if people ask that you tell them where you got it. Gotcha. So that type of thing without saying, you know, can I get your whole directory of your, your sorority or your organization? I think that's a, that's, that's, that's a little pushy. Um, but just mm -hmm. a gentle touch um, to ask for a referral. And then I'll do this thing on social media. If I, if I see a customer wearing a piece of my jewelry, for example, um, I'll tag myself mm -hmm. uh, in that conversation and, and add mm -hmm. my website to it as well. And that's gotcha. kind of a quiet way of getting referrals. Okay. So does demographic marketing work or should you shy away from it? You know, I market to zip codes. I, okay. I, I try not to. Uh, when when you know, there are different types of demographics. Sure. Uh, but I don't market to uh, a white female customer over Understood. fifty, Understood. or a black female customer uh, over eighteen, or a, a male specific. You know, in, in that in that way. Right. Um, I, I will find myself sometimes looking at certain zip codes. Um, and and changing my marketing based on the zip code. What would I take to Oxford, Mississippi, for a trunk shore pop up shop, mm -hmm. or would I market down there? Maybe totally different um, than what I might do at a pop up shop here at Crosstown. Concourse. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Understood. So before we get into the last question, you know how this works, Ms. Pesci. If you got anything that's coming up, pop-up shops, events, <laughs> sales, giveaways. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the oh the my floor gosh. is yours to, to kind of- How much time do we have? As much time no. as you have, Ms. Pesci. But, no. But go ahead and promote the brand and whatever you got going on currently. Well, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Mm -hmm. So uh, something that I'm, that I'm starting. Um, uh, adding to the brand, I am the Crosstown Florist. Oh, okay. Uh, and Garden Center gotcha. now. <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah, so I'll have um, all the roses and cut flowers and uh, everything you need for Valentine's Day and for your spring planting. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's coming up. And I'm pairing, I'm partnering with Mempops. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mempops is going to do chocolate covered strawberries, and then I'm providing the roses, and we're we're doing like a bundle. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. So okay. you, we're taking orders now at my store, the Strohpeshi the Lifestyle Store, and also at Mempops here at Crosstown. Okay. Um, and then we deliver uh, on the concourse property with no additional cost. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and also something I've been doing that's been very well received um, on my website because that's one thing I want to make sure that everyone knows. While I have a brick and bricks and mortar. Uh, store retail store. Mm -hmm. I also have a very active website. Absolutely. Uh, because uh, you know, e-commerce is international. Absolutely. So with with that website, it's uh, showpeshi.com. Mm -hmm. Every month, I do a featured um, 
a, a feature. Like the January feature was 40% off of all the jewelry wow. on the site. Uh, I did that primarily because January is a slow month. You know, it's cold. Mm, people aren't coming out okay. shopping as much. Right. Um, you know, we had, what, five days when people were home oh, from the snow yes. here. Oh, so yes. that's that's generally a good month to do something like that. People okay. will sit home and, and, and go through the Internet and make their orders. And it right. was it was it was great. Um, so every month now I'm doing a, a feature. Okay. And it's always something that people want. It's not like something I have this overstocked. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> it's it's something enough. that people are buying a lot of. And, and um, so I'll do a, you know, a big feature. Mm-hmm. My February feature, I'll, I'll announce it okay. here. Is okay. that okay? Yeah, that's totally fine. Uh, the February feature is a uh, pearl bracelet with a uh, sterling silver heart. Um, uh, the heart reads, um, I'll love you forever. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's that's going to be like forty dollars online, and it's all natural, uh, genuine freshwater pearls, all handcrafted. I'll make each bracelet, mm-hmm. and with the sterling silver. So awesome. you heard it first here. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Getting exclusive stuff on the startup yeah, like now. Awesome. Yeah. And that promo code will be Valentine's Day. Okay. All right. And so, Startup Nation, we'll have Cheryl Pesci's website. We'll have Cheryl Pesci's. Um, store address and Mempop store address so you can go ahead and make those Valentine orders. And if you see in the show notes, the promo code uh, Valentine's Day, is that correct? Yes. It's also there in the show notes as well. So before we wrap up today, what's the number one thing every entrepreneur should remember when it comes to marketing? Spend your money wisely. Okay. Spend your money wisely. Uh, make sure that advertisement that you're buying uh, is, is targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, Always have someone, whomever you're buying the advertisement from, or if you're just doing it yourself, that you create some type of tool so that you can go back and see if that marketing approach worked, if mm-hmm. it's something you want to do again. Um, if, you're, if you're involved in some type of marketing right now, don't just stay in it perpetually. Step away from it. Take Absolutely. a look at it. Make sure it's doing what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, make adjustments if it isn't. But um, always spend your marketing money wisely. I hear that. So that's going to do it for episode 60 of the Startup Life, Miss Pesci. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> I always enjoy it. I got so much more to say, though. Oh, my gosh. So I want to do it again soon. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> All right, Startup Nation. So here's my final take. When it comes to Cheryl Pesci, she really is a marketing guru. Think about it. She understands that you do have to innovate with your marketing and adopt the new age digital wave of social media and other aspects. But she also understands that some of the fundamentals of old school marketing work just as fine as well. And she understands that melding the two together makes you not only marketable as a business, but more efficient as an entrepreneur. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you're there, like and follow our page as well. It's a new way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is here in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. If you are listening on iTunes and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.